The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Geary. Today, we got Chris Calicut that does the uh, Daily Knockdown for Wrestling Inc., sitting in to the show to talk about SmackDown Live for April 18th, 2017. How's it going, guys? Doing well, Glenn. Yeah, doing good. Cool, man. So SmackDown last night opened up with Charlotte Flair coming out, talking about uh, her impatience. Uh, she's fastly becoming furious that she has not been given an opportunity at the SmackDown women's title. Um, what did you think about that kicking off the show? And uh, is it pretty much a given that she's going to beat Naomi next week for that championship? I don't think it's a given um, just because, not. yeah, because I think that's something, I mean, where do you go from that? I think you kind of want to drag that out. So, I mean, if, if it were me, I'd do some sort of non-finish to, to keep it going. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would, I mean, obviously it would keep going anyway, but I, I don't think you should have Charlotte get the title at fast. Yeah, I would hope not. Chris, what do, what do you think of uh, where it's headed right now in the women's scene on SmackDown? Uh, she definitely gives it a different look um, immediately just with her being there, her presence. But with that said, there's one person that we definitely did not see last night. That was Becky Lynch. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think there's something coming with that. Uh, I think you either might see a little mini Charlotte face turn or a little mini Becky heel turn because you have the other heels, so to speak, you know, ganging up on Charlotte, as we saw later in the night. Yeah, that was the thing last night. It was, it was interesting. They came out, they had her cut the promo. They set the match with Naomi for later in the night with the stipulation that if she beat Naomi last night, that she would get the championship shot next week on SmackDown Live. Um, yeah, it was very odd that we saw all the women last night except for Becky. So I think uh, they'll be interesting to see where they go. We'll talk about that match with Naomi in a few minutes. And she was there. So, yeah. Wow. Just not on camera. We saw Natalia in Shane's office, then Carmella with James Ellsworth came in, and Tamina Snuka, of course, was there. Um, let's talk about the six-pack challenge to crown a new number one contender for the WWE heavyweight title. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan, Luke Harper, Mojo Raleigh, Jinder Mahal versus Sami Zayn. Chris, what did you think of the match itself, and what did you think about the outcome with the new number one contender being Jinder Mahal? Uh, it was more or less the band of misfits as far as the participants. Um, but with that said, the match was actually really fun. I mean, you had your big choreographed spots. Um, each guy got a little bit of shine, uh, and then Jinder Mahal you know, ended up stealing the pin. So as a true heel, even though he hasn't necessarily won a match in three years necessarily – um, I thought it was an interesting choice, but it's one of those things out of left field that I would like to give some time, but you know, I, I've got a little more to elaborate on that on a little bit later. I just want to get Raj's thoughts as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote something as soon as that happened in the comment section, which I was surprised, uh, how many people were upset by it, but I wrote that, you know, SmackDown is quickly becoming the B show. Um, and it has been. Uh, in a lot of ways, not necessarily in terms of quality, but in terms of importance and and uh, 
who they see as stars. If you remember when SmackDown the first time started becoming the B show is when I believe it was either Batista or Kurt Angle was feuding with Eddie Guerrero. Mm. And uh, they got injured. And instead of bringing a top guy from Raw, they took JBL out of the APA and turned him into JBL. No one bought him in that spot. He ended up winning the world title. And SmackDown was just kind of on a, you know, downhill, uh, you know, went kind of downhill from there. Uh, in this case, and this isn't against Jinder Mahal, um, if you want to push him, do it the right way. Um, have him get some wins first, and then you can throw him in that world title picture. Uh, you know, he was just beaten by Gronk last week. Uh, he's won a couple matches on Raw, but he hasn't won a match on SmackDown. And, you know, whatever I wrote this morning, I posted an article about it. But his last match on SmackDown uh, before last week was losing to El Torito. Um, so, you know, again, I don't, I, I don't mind if you push gender, but at least have him in a short program with Gronk, getting those wins, uh, then move him to something higher up, like a Sami Zayn or a Luke Harper, have him win that, and then throw him in the world title picture. So it's not someone that's a job guy is getting a WWE championship match on a pay-per-view uh, in just a few weeks. I think that's just a bad way to do it. It makes people roll their eyes uh, and groan. And I don't think it does gender too many favors either. I mean, he's going to be higher profile now for at least the next couple of months. But, um, yeah, I just think it's it's the wrong way to do it. Two, two things real quick for me. A, uh, Vince probably is salivating at gender's new physique. Um, and B, do you think this little mini push has anything to do with WWE's new partnerships in India and that being a very large market? Um, hmm. Raj, your take on that? Um, well, I mean, they're expanding worldwide, um, and they have been. So, uh, and India is obviously a very important country, but, um, I mean, it could be part of it. I, I honestly don't think if Jinder had his upgraded physique that he'd be in that spot. I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, I think Vince appreciates Mm -hmm. that. Um, so I'm sure you know, both of those things combined help do it. But again, it's just, it looks bad on SmackDown when the guy that was a job guy on Raw and everyone saw as a job guy uh, comes right in and, and is in the world title picture. I don't think this is a play for India, given what they're doing with this character as a heel. I don't think they would make a big push for that market with, I mean, and it's weird too, right? Because the things that came out of Jinder's mouth last night about diversity, like if said a different way, that could have been a face promo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you scowl and say it, it's, uh, (laughs) it's, it's, it's not a baby face promo, but, uh, but yeah, it, uh, it's a, it's a weird thing that they use to get heel heat sometimes. Yeah, it was very strange. Um, I mean, my comment on Twitter was, you know, I'm sure with Ginger's character, the WWE will continue to treat this with nuance. Yeah, know, yeah. And subtlety exactly. as we build and he, towards and he said on, you know, And he said on Talking Smack that he wants to become the, quote, new American dream. Not sure how, you know, Dusty <laughs> would feel about that these days. But <laughs> Which is funny because Ginger's uh, Canadian. Yeah, there you go. So, um, so I thought that was interesting. And in, in his talking smack appearance, as compared to like the Cologne's talking smack appearance last night, I thought was night and day. Um, Mahal did not impress me a ton on talking smack, but the Cologne's I thought were extremely charismatic. So, uh, what do you make of the Bollywood boys interfering and being the ones that cost Sami Zayn from uh, getting that win last night? Uh, see, uh, this again. I think when you do uh, a stable and you got. 
uh, three strong singles guys or a strong tag team and a you know strong person like Evolution, uh, it could go somewhere. But when you got two guys that aren't seen on that level, it usually ends up doing more damage than good. And just look at the Edge heads. Does anyone remember you know when <laughs> Edge was lined up with Zack Ryder and, and Kurt Hawkins? It, it um, you know stables if done right can be very effective. But when it's just enhancement talent thrown in there. Um, you know, and I don't think they see the Bollywood boys as more than that. And they're rebranding them. I think they're called the Singh brothers now. Oh, but um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's something. I mean, it gives gender something. Um, and yeah. you know, the SmackDown tag, you know, SmackDown tag team division could use some, some different blood. So, so it's something we'll have to see how it goes. I just think, uh, just doing it this way has never really in the past drawn uh, good results. You know, my theory about this is I think, one, his physique is one thing. But two, I think Vince saw what Jinder did not talking smack last week and thought, you know what? I've got an opportunity here. I think in Vince's mind, this is the Iron Sheik 2.0. I'm just going to build him up to be a main event heel and just use him to get that easy heat and put him against faces going forward. Yeah, I mean... Because it's not like they don't have other options. I mean, yeah. they could have done Kevin Owens. Um, they could have done, you know, AJ. With AJ, Orton would have been the the, the heel. Um, and maybe they want to they want to save uh, Kevin Owens, but uh, it, it's just it's it was just an odd choice. So you gotta you gotta wonder what Vince was thinking. And when you really think about it, you gotta think it was probably his promo on Talking Smack. Uh, the India market might have had something to do with it and gender's physique. And I'm sure Vince is like, wow, this guy's really putting in the work in the gym and he looks impressive. So uh, let's try it out. The other thing to keep in mind, guys, I mean, it's a long way between now and Backlash. It's like, what, about five weeks out, six weeks out? Um, I just, I wonder how they're going to, this is how I felt about all of SmackDown last night. I mean, spoiler thoughts on the show. It's a long way between now and Backlash. I feel like we're in this storyline and this is going to be one of these storylines going to backlash. I just, I'm curious how they're going to carry this for five weeks or six weeks. Well, they have to get through the house of horrors match first before Uh they even really focus on this particular match. So, you know, I would almost, I mean, it's so odd because if you book Orton as the face against a heel Mahal, a, it got Orton one of the biggest pops he's got in months last night when he came out. But, you know, that's, I said, step one, turn how to turn, you know, Orton face, having face Jinder Mahal. But, you know, he got a huge pop last night. But it's, like you said, it's a long road to there. There's lots of stuff that can change. But uh, I'm willing to let it play out, even though it, it is odd that Mahal has gotten these accusations of the, you know, physique change and uh, concussed Finn Balor a couple of weeks ago. But, that's just an odd spot to sort of reward him for, you know? Well, the concuss thing was just an accident. Yeah, if yeah. he had a history of doing that, that's like saying they shouldn't push, you know, Nakamura because he well, hurt sure. Austin Aries yeah. or, yeah. or uh, you know, Hideo Itami because he, you know, gave uh, Dash Wilder that broken jaw. Right. If it was a constant thing, that's one thing. But um, I think, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll probably go full stereotype with this and with the Bollywood boys in there now. I'm sure they'll have... You know, I think they'll confuse the stereotype. Maybe they'll bring Aaliyah from NXT, even though she's actually Arab. You know, right? Yeah. Oh, God, please don't. She's she's not ready. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> but normally you want your lackeys to be a little bit bigger than the leader, right? Mahal's this big guy, and, and your Bollywood boys are 160 pounds soaking wet. 
Um, so I mean, well, the Edgeheads or well, yeah, uh, you know, leg true. Legacy, uh, you know, they, they again usually you do, and in the yeah. cases where they don't, it usually doesn't work out. I mean, to play the flip side of all this, guys. On the other hand, kind of like with Heath Slater last year, you follow these guys, you see what Jinder's been doing. I like, I'm. I'm team gender on this thing. I mean, Randy Orton, I said it on Twitter. Randy Orton, I said it on the podcast. Randy Orton isn't even invested in Randy Orton these days. Like, gender at least is going for it. Like, I want gender to win this. He's not gonna. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, that's who I'm rooting for in this whole thing. The, the you know, the gut response is that gender's not going to win. Yeah. Uh, but that's what everyone thought when JBL became JBL, when he became the rich Texas tycoon with uh, feuding with Eddie. They thought it was just something for Eddie to do until Batista came back or, uh, you know, uh, Kurt Angle came back and JBL won the title. Um, so I, the smart, my smart money says, you know, Orton's winning, but uh, stranger things have happened. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree. I, Orton does nothing for me these days. Um, and, you know, I was looking at that, that six, that six way match and, I just really none of those guys um, to me is an interesting uh, opponent against Orton for the WWE title. I just hope uh, I almost hope that gender wins and then they could go with gender and AJ and AJ gets the title back, you know, and, yeah. and move in that direction. Yeah. I, I don't see Orton as a face. I just see him as he's like an, an indifferent heel, like not a malicious heel, but just kind of like, eh, I'm showing up collecting a check, whatever. Well, I think they want him to be a face. I think that's yeah. probably the reason they chose Jinder because they thought yeah. he would be the one that could get, you know, the biggest re face reactions for Orton. Because, uh, you know, you could have you could have went with like a Luke Harper. Eric Rowan would have made sense from a storyline perspective, even though his win loss record isn't, you know, better than Jinder's in a lot of ways. But, um, you know, he, they they kind of set it up last week uh, like they were doing something with Orton and, and Rowan. And yeah. I'm kind of glad they're not going in that way direction but um yeah i mean smackdown just seems and this was the problem i had with the show all night is it just seems like it doesn't have any stars right now yeah you know kevin owens kind of has fallen to the mid card level and uh you know you got aj but that's kind of about it you know i think it, right either that or there and and not yeah. not wrestling yet yeah that and you know like you said the other ones that have not shown up yet the new day rusev uh, right. Guys like that that would fill the top of that card, or at least the top of the mid card, um, that just Absolutely. are active yet. So I mean, it's a, a good transition period for a guy like Gender to see what he can do. Um, and, and I'm I'm rooting for Gender the person, not necessarily for the creative behind the decision to win, but I'm rooting for Gender the person. So how about that that that's my state on it. Yeah, I so, wish they'd do something with Luke Harper though. He's the guy's so talented. I, you know, absolutely. he's someone I, I. If you want Orton to be the babyface, have have Luke Harper just do some sort of heel turn where he's not a Wyatt heel. He's his own heel, and is gunning for Orton. Yeah. You know, so he's saying you know he he should have had that title match against Bray Wyatt. Uh, Orton's been taking his opportunities. You got a built-in storyline right there, and you could have done a lot with it. So uh, payback, or pardon me, backlash is four weeks from this Sunday. So yeah, just a little under five weeks until we get that pay-per-view. Man, they got to do something. You know, I, I don't want to start busting out that prediction of lowest buy rate, lowest watched pay-per-view of the year. But so far, you know, I think it'll be true for where we are so far. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll. I wonder if they'll hold off Nakamura until the pay per view. I, you um, know, Dolph teased that on Talking Smack last week, didn't he? About the idea that you're not going to see him in the ring together, uh, actually going at it. Oh, uh, I, I might have missed that, but I mean, they've yeah. done dark matches three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. It's it seems like uh, enough of a bill that you don't want to just do it on on an episode of SmackDown. So if you yeah. did do that, I'd almost think Nakamura versus Ziggler would kind of be the main event match in in a sense it, it probably wouldn't go last but it would be the most anticipated match on that show yeah yeah sure. it's gonna be a weird weird pay-per-view uh, and aj versus owens that that could be awesome that's so, a good match yeah yeah, yeah. so it'd be uh, one of those cases where the wwe championship match is probably like fourth or fifth in terms of interest yeah so, so wrestlemania is what you're saying yeah yeah right <laughs> I think as long as it's Randy, unless they give Randy some amazing opponent, I, I feel like that's just, it's it's an irrelevant belt right now, in my opinion. Um, so after that, we had uh, a commercial for Shinsuke, a little uh, video package that they showed last night, which I thought was good, building him up. But yeah, yeah no wrestling. I, I mean, this is what I said before, like with a lot of these guys from NXT, build them up before throwing them out there just to get fans familiar with them that don't watch NXT, which is a good chunk of the audience. And that was smart last night. Uh, they did the same thing with Ty Dillinger, um, which I thought was nice. <laughs> which he threw to his own video package, which I awesome. thought was was either, you know, like I said, if it was anybody else, I would have hated it because I hate, you know, let's roll the videotape. But uh, since it was him, it kind of fits his quirky sense of humor. So I, I liked it. I thought his promo was terrible, though. Yeah. Um, I just think yeah. it's like he's doing this cocky thing and throwing to it. And then he just comes across as he's got, he just guys no. Uh, he just comes across like he's reading a script with his promos. And yeah. he, I think he really needs to work on that. If he's going to move up that ladder, the 10 thing will only get him so far. Yeah. Not true. Um, so backstage we had uh, AJ interrupted by Baron Corbin setting up their main event for later in the night um let's talk charlotte versus naomi a little bit in the match itself i i mean my take on it i thought charlotte did her best to make naomi look on her level in the ring last night you know they, they put on a decent length match yeah I, I think that's the thing i think raj you know that's what i was saying earlier why they get to given charlotte's gonna win is just because it's like you look at her level as a performer and naomi's been doing this a long time and naomi is solid but she's not as gifted as charlotte is no she's not but Again, it's not it's not necessarily about who's the most gifted. It's about yeah. the, the chase, you know, yeah. just kind of doing more of a build as opposed to her getting it right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, you know, in WWE math, Charlotte got the win last week. So, yeah, uh, but we'll see. I mean, I could I could see them going with Charlotte as well. I just think that uh, I, I just think Naomi, I mean, because they could go with Charlotte and Becky later. But I just think it's it's just too fast to to do yeah. Charlotte and Naomi that quick. I thought it was yeah. too fast for them to have a non-title, you know, non-title match mm-hmm. as well. I thought they would wait a little bit, give Charlotte somebody else, and then build to Charlotte and Naomi like at SummerSlam. I know that's you know farther down the line, but it yeah, seems I, like I they're almost, most over babyfaces Naomi, right? Most over heel is Charlotte. Yeah, I was almost hoping that they would give Charlotte a few layers before she got to the title picture. Like if she would have came out there and faced. Tamina, who's you know yeah, big and Tamina? athletic, because you know they sort of confused the two, or Shane did when announcing and and trolling them uh, on the Superstar Shakeup last week or a couple weeks ago, whatever. But um, you know, I would have liked to have seen Charlotte take on Tamina. It's a big, athletic person. 
you know, move on up to that next spot. Uh, let her run through the division if you have to. Um, but I thought, why are you going to pin your champion right away? Right away. I mean, that's typical WWE stuff, but uh, it just sort of, here you are, here's your shot. You could have beaten somebody else to get that same shot, though. You know, I want to ask Matt Morgan about this. How does Tamina feel watching what they're doing with Nia Jax? And Tamina's like, hey, guys, I'm version 1.0 right here, and I can actually wrestle. I'm not a dangerous worker, you know, uh, better ring gear. I mean, I don't know. I think Tamina could be. But like- Nia-, Nia Jax is a new face, though. You know, yeah, like know. there's there's that. There's Tamina's been around so long that I Absolutely. don't think you could, that same thing, that same push with Nia and and we'll have to see how long the thing with Nia lasts because yeah uh, I don't know if the plan had changed but it definitely seemed like they were building to um, Bailey and Nia at payback and then it you know got switched to Alexa I think Tamina could be absolutely a better version of that now that she's back and on Smackdown just like the the hard-hitting bruiser you know female wrestler sure um and she can and she can go she can perform um so yeah it was it was weird last night backstage to have them all sort of standing there and then james ellsworth <laughs> and it was just like here's the, the angry upset women's division um i mean props to the guy though man again he's having an amazing year but uh yeah man becky was sorely sorely missed last night i thought the match was okay i maybe becky will interfere next week maybe that's how we uh, delay this all yeah, I just think you could have done the slow build and just had Charlotte say she, you know, with that group of women there and just be like, hey, I'll take any of you on. And I want Naomi. Shane says, no, you can't have Naomi yet. You just got here. You got to prove yourself over again. And she faces, yeah. you know, like you said, Tamina or, you know, uh, Carmella, someone. So looking right now, Raj, this rarely happens. There's an error on the Wrestling Inc. site because it was not the Shining Stars versus American Alpha last night. It was Primo and Epico against American Alpha. The Shining Stars, <laughs> nowhere to be mentioned as a to moniker. To be fair, they didn't get a ring, in, uh, a ring introduction, so they were yeah. never introduced <laughs> as the Colognes. So, so uh, talk talk a little bit about, uh, for those that don't know, what they're doing with this slight repackaging. Uh, Chris, why don't you go ahead and take this? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, they're no longer Puerto Rican timeshare salesmen, which uh, I've got to figure out what to do with mine, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but with that said, they've kind of just gone back to their wrestling family heritage. Um, they're just sort of good wrestlers with a heel persona, uh, which they have been for what, 10, 15 years now. Um, you know, this is their fourth different repackage. And I almost think it's probably the last test, so to speak, um, before the future endeavor season hits. Um, but you know, I like the idea that they came back. They were just themselves. And they were just kind of, you know, just regular old bad guys that can then work a good quality match with anybody you put them out there with. Yeah. And they were really putting them over with their heritage last night. I thought that was really interesting. Um, the Colognes are good. They're good workers, you know. They're yeah. good in the ring. Um, so I think dropping the Shining Stars gimmick autom- automatically gives them something. Uh, I'd like to see them have some sort of character, though, as opposed to just two bland guys with, you know, who's with, a family dynasty uh and and who knows maybe they'll build to that but i thought uh you know it's, it's sad to see american alpha fallen <laughs> this low think about a month ago raj if i would have told you guys a month from now the shining stars are going over smackdown and beat american alpha and jinder mahal is going to become the number one contender for the world heavyweight title like <laughs> 
Like you and Matt Morgan would have laughed yourself right off the podcast <laughs> if I would have said that a month ago. I yeah. mean, th- it's very weird that the Raw Jobbers have right. Like, That's exactly what I was going to say because yeah. the, the low card from Raw are now the low card. Least, they weren't even on the, the card. bottom. Well, touche. <laughs> the main uh, event, main event yeah. duty. Yeah, exactly. So they've been pushed uh, just a smidgen more than they've have they have been for the past several years. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we're living in the twilight zone. I mean, so who knows what they're going to do with it? Uh, to Chris's point, uh, when you're off Raj, is that yeah, if this doesn't work, that this might be future endeavor time uh, for them. Given that th- this would be, you know, another push, and if it doesn't catch on, but yeah, I mean, they're putting them over pretty hard last night. So who knows? And that yeah. win, I mean, uh, American Alpha has just got to be shaking their head, wondering because I, I wouldn't have thought they were destined for this slot getting called yeah. up to the main roster well if you're gonna do um if that's their feud for now then it does make sense to have the colognes win uh right off the bat because everyone's expecting american alpha to win yeah um so it does make sense in that realm but it is it is unfortunate how far they've fallen but hopefully um hopefully they can get their steam back and really they've never they never got them over to the point to where they were the huge baby faces that it would have meant a lot for the Colognes to beat them because they sort of booked themselves in a corner as these cocky guys, instead of just the white meat baby faces that they could have been. Um, and they never really got completely over with the crowd. I didn't think, uh, no. even on their initial push. No, absolutely. You mean American alpha? Yeah, correct. Yeah, absolutely. I think people that didn't don't follow NXT don't see this as a big fall for American alpha at all. They see these guys that are good wrestlers that just kind of, uh, kind of bland in a way. I'm trying to think, but for for certainly the time I've watched NXT, I think the coming together of American Alpha and NXT is one of the longest stories they've ever told. And it was uh, hilarious. It was great. Well, that's a long time to tell it. There is that problem with NXT, is that they'll bring the NXT guys up and assume that everyone watching knows those stories and, and knows the background. Like when they had Emma doing the stupid dance that she used to do. Yeah. Um, you know, like to people that don't know what NXT is, they're like, what is, you know, what is this girl doing? What, you know, is that supposed to be uh, a thing? Is that supposed to be cool? Um, So I feel like the problem when you're relying on every wrestler now to go through, through NXT, except for apparently Mike Bennett, um, (laughs) you're not explaining those stories. Whereas before, when someone came from WCW, you had an equal uh, equal competitor with you know millions of people watching, so they knew who these guys were. They knew who Goldberg was when he came over. Yeah. But with these guys from NXT, they don't have that same luxury. So I feel like you need to explain it more. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that's been the problem. It's just what, what do they do with them now? Uh, so to that end, with Ty last night, we talked about he did throw to his own package. Um, I think it's smart. With Ty, see, with Ty, there's not as much of a story to tell. I think there's actually a real interesting real-life story to tell, given his time and investment and involvement in WWE and various facets of developmental. Um, but I think it's smart to show the package of everybody doing the 10 thing and everybody cheering for him, because I think that that's where the full-sale audience, the takeover audiences, have a chance to influence the main roster, to be like, hey, this is how you behave for this guy. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it was good conditioning, uh, yeah. and that's sort of what you have to do, and you, even with the Nakamura video package, they showed everybody singing his theme song. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, the first couple of weeks, they've been blessed with hot crowds to where they were chanting his theme song. Uh, so I think you sort of 
need to do that conditioning with the more casual audiences for these guys. Yeah. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, let's talk about the Face of America Open Challenge last night. Gary Gandy, local jobber versus uh, Kevin Owens. Man, Gandy almost messed up that pop-up powerbomb badly. Yeah. Badly. Um, I th- You have Kevin. Someone, someone brought this up in the chat, but Kevin Owens is doing an anti-American thing. Jinder Mahal is kind of doing the same thing. I mean, these are such 80s gimmicks. Uh just such they just seem so outdated to me and uh i just think kevin owens is just so way above that he doesn't need to to resort to you know iron chic you know nikolai volkov ways to get heat <laughs> um he's way he's way beyond that so and he was uh, talking french dude man what a way to just insult the crowd right yeah <laughs> so, i don't know We'll see. I mean, it, it, crowds are booing him more than they used to, but I, I, you know, I felt like the Jericho feud did that anyway because Owens was kind of getting cheered before uh, turning on Jericho and, and was booed after that. But we'll see. I think I think whenever you see the anti-American stuff, it just comes across as a B gimmick, not a main event top superstar gimmick, and it yeah. hasn't been really since. I mean, Rusev kind of pulled it off, but uh, before that, it's been really since Bret Hart. Yeah, you, know, you would you would never be able to tell who's running WWE right now by the anti-American storylines. You know, <laughs> right? Maybe Jeez. Vince just maybe Vince is getting dementia and he's just like, man, Bret Hart's put on a few pounds. Who cares? <laughs> Set him out there. I've been sold America. It'll all be good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and that could have been cool though. Last night doing the job thing. I mean, we've seen that actually when it comes to using local enhancement talent, that's actually been a bright spot in the last year the wwe i just thought last night that guy wasn't memorable and the segment was nothing i mean they didn't do anything with it yeah i I like the slow build that to sort of establish owens as the i guess mid card um mainstay so i know the universal champion for christ's sake i know but if you want him to be that (laughs) secondary level guy he is on smackdown which really puts him like at the fourth level in the company you know but if you do it with a slow build and you reestablish uh-huh. him as this dominant force with the jobbers and everything, I think it ends up benefiting him and it gives him something to do, if nothing else. Yeah. While he's waiting for styles or or whatever. So uh, you know, I think I think that's okay until he gets through this Jericho feud. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell it's it's odd that um, you know, with Owens and and Jericho, they're bothering with that stipulation where uh, the winner comes to SmackDown where they're not even trying it with the Wyatt and Orton match. Like, yeah. They haven't said once that if, uh, if Wyatt wins, he's coming over, which they could, uh, but they're, they're not even bothered. I mean, they're just totally pretty much giving it away that Orton's winning and he's going on to Jinder Mahal. Yep. And with, I mean, with Jericho and Owens too, I mean, they're, they're having Owens, be, you know, and building AJ already. So it's clear that, Owens is winning. It's clear that this, you know, payback pay-per-view is kind of just a way to tie up some loose ends real quick and, and move on. Man, SmackDown could use Jericho right now. I know he's not scheduled to be with the company much longer. But, no, he's, uh, he's pretty much gone after payback. Yeah, which is a shame. Jericho versus Orton. That actually would be a relevant, interesting feud. Yeah, Jericho could make that fun. But again, they want Orton as a babyface. 
Oh, so crazy. So uh, speaking of Chris Jericho, let's take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, DDPY, DDP Yoga. You've heard us talk about it before. Chris Jericho used it to get in what he describes as the best shape of his life. You've seen when it's done for AJ Styles, Mick Foley, Goldust, Scott Hall, Jake the Snake, tons of other WWE superstars and regular wrestling fans just like you who've gotten their health and life back on track using DDPY. For a limited time, we have a deal for you. You can get 25% off the DDP Yoga Now app or... You can also get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off, and that includes three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. You can also buy a Max or Combo Pack at 25% off, get 50% off the second one. Partner up with a friend, partner up with a loved one, partner up with another fan of Wrestling Inc. Go in together, become virtual accountability buddies, and both get your lives on track with DDPY. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. That's a ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. to take advantage of this offer. Congrats to Diamond Dallas Page. He's in the Hall of Fame now, not only for his work in the ring, but his work outside the ring with DDPY. And what's great about the app is he's going to give you cooking lessons. He's going to give you the DDPY workouts. He's also going to give you Monday motivational messages. Keep you in the game. Keep your head on uh, focused. Keep you just on track with DDPY. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So let's talk about the main event last night, Baron Corbin versus AJ Styles. Uh, so word on the street is the WWE creative, or let's just say Vince, is even higher on Corbin than he is on Braun Strowman. What do you think yeah. about that, Chris? Uh, to me, they're, okay, long term, maybe. Uh, right now, absolutely not. Um, I love Corbin. I think he's improved dramatically since, he is, since his days in NXT because he was one of those big guys that would just kind of go around and, and be clunky in the ring and a little bit dangerous at times. But last night in that match, I thought he was – ridiculously good for the way he looked a couple of years ago because he wasn't being carried by styles. Um, that was an absolutely good back and forth match. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. A year ago, I would have said, um, there's no way I see. I mean, I, I totally see Corbin, uh, as with more to potential in Strowman, but Strowman has really come around and he's, he's really impressed me. Um, and, uh, and he's just that monster that they've wanted forever. Mm -hmm. Like the first real monster that they've had since probably Lesnar. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else, but um, you know, when you think of the Undertaker and Canes, you know, Strowman, as far as a presence and everything, it's early, but you know, yeah. they, they book him carefully and everything. He could be there. Uh, Corbin. I, I, yeah. That I thought last night was his best match on the main roster since he's been back. I mean, since he's been on, um, I thought he looked really good. I couldn't tell how much of it was Styles, um, but you know Corbin did have a really good match with Dean Ambrose a couple of weeks ago. Not not the WrestleMania one, but the one on SmackDown. Right. So um, yeah, it could be just Corbin's really turned a corner. Uh, is if he can find his uh, if if he can fix his promos to where it doesn't sound like he's reading all the time and just reciting lines and and <laughs> where it feels like it's coming from him as opposed to uh, you know some scripted verbiage verbiage then. Uh, he could be something. And so I could see why WWE is high on him. Yeah. Um, so all in all, with all this in, taken into account, Raj, what do you think of SmackDown this week versus uh, Raw? Hey, I don't know. It, it's kind of one of the it's, – it's a weird thing because I was shaking my head during most of the show. I really liked AJ and Corbin. I thought that was a really good match. Um but I wasn't bored during the show at all. It wasn't like I, w I didn't find the show not entertaining. It just, I was just questioning uh, 
mostly the gender thing, but uh, so I thought it was decent. I'd say a C plus. I thought Raw was better this week for sure. Chris? Yeah, it's one of those rare occasions to where normally SmackDown gets a resounding thumbs up on the poll after the show. This time it was almost 50-50. And I think most of that was because of the gender thing. Um, But he is now the number one congender. I missed that one last night on Twitter. I missed it so bad. Darn it. Uh, But um, no, I thought Raw was better overall. But like Raj said, I wasn't bored. I, I had to be kept on my toes. I thought Gary Gandy was going to be the new U.S. champion there for a minute, mm. but uh, it, with the with the rate things were going, but uh, no, it was. I thought it was a fun show. <laughs> it had some good highlights, and then it had some questionable decision making skills. But uh, with that, I kind of want to be patient. I don't want to be this Monday morning quarterback or Wednesday morning in this case, but I want to let everything play out. You know, and I have to say, given everything we're talking about with the, the storyline movements, I mean, and these storylines changes are sort of big headlines, especially with gender and uh, even Primo and Epico, some of where it's going. I mean, I thought the six-pack challenge was fun last night with the guys. I thought they put on a fun multi-man match. There was a lot of back and forth, you know, and it got me. I really thought Sammy was going to win for a second before the Bollywood boys interfered. Um, you know, all my hopes and dreams answered that Sammy Zayn gets to lose to Randy, Randy Orton at a pay-per-view. You know, everything I've been wishing for. Um but yeah, I thought it was okay. I will say this. I haven't watched Talking Smack yet. And part of the reason why is I saw that Daniel Bryan wasn't on. I mean, that show, Talking Smack is usually solid. But with Daniel Bryan, that's what makes it must watch, in my opinion. So when I saw that it was just Shane and Renee, I was like, ah, I'll watch it later. You didn't miss much. No. Yeah, that's what I heard. No. Um, Charlotte. So one, yeah. one, oh, go ahead. <clears throat> oh, I was going to say um, one note that's interesting about Backlash. I just uh, looked this up. Backlash is in Chicago this year which makes me think curious where that crowd is going to lie. Uh, gender, they might see gender as a vessel for uh, some of their, you know, frustrations with the WWE. They might need to throw that match on the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, man. I mean, that's going to be, we'll a hot see, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how they crowd. build it over the next few weeks. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't see, uh, I don't see the crowd uh, being too hot for that one. I, I could definitely see them turning on the match quick. I can see yeah. them turning on the pay-per-view quick. <laughs> Which is so weird. Like, I just go to this thing because I'm really upset. I'm really they, just... They really should put AJ and Kevin Owens up last. I don't know if they will, but uh, that hasn't, you know, that has the potential to tear the house down. That's mm-hmm. something the Smarks will love. I think uh, I think they should do that. So what were you going to say? Charlotte last night on Talking Smack? Uh, she just comes across uh, when she's not in the ring as just the nicest person in the world. Yep. You know, it's so funny. Like, I was like, oh my goodness, just say something mean. Yeah, she's just, like, even in photos, when when she doesn't have her makeup and that scowl on that she puts on for TV, she's just, you know, a sweetheart. So I, I think she needs to get used to the Talking Smack format where she's still a little, a little more in character because she came across as a really sweet, likable person. As a heel, it does seem very forced. And even, I could see, sometimes, well, there was one time with some opponent um, and I, I swear this is going to happen. Watch for this to happen with Naomi. I think they're going to walk back this phrase. But even when she's out there, you know, blonde, Aryan girl, tossing out the phrase genetically superior. Like, even sometimes she seems like, I'm really uncomfortable saying this, going against, uh, you know, <laughs> a non-white opponent. It's, like, just kind of weird. Like, she can tell, like, this is kind of a strange gimmick, you know? I don't get that. Yeah, you're, you're, you're giving creative way too much credit for thinking <laughs> that deep on it. You're, you're yeah. Really 
I think that she just means she's the daughter of the greatest wrestler uh-huh. of all time. Am I the only one that watches a lot of World War II stuff? I mean, come on. <laughs> like, genetically superior, that was like top three Nazi catchphrases. You know, oh, was genetically goodness. superior. I, I, ne- I never, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I've done... You know, I've done my papers on World War II in high school, but <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't get that at all. And I think I think Charlotte's great as a heel. Um, I think she's the best on the roster as a heel. But um, I just think you know, uh, on talking smack, I think she just needs to be a little more heelish. But she's. I think she's great. Um, and I think she, her talent is really good. And uh, maybe that's part of it. Is that if she needs to? I mean, I was can't believe I'm saying this. She needs to watch how Alexa Bliss handled that format. I think. Uh, because I think Alexa got really comfortable in her own skin, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, putting herself over on there. But uh, I'll check it out from last night. Yeah. Cool, guys. So let's talk about the other big news this week about what's going on with uh, Mike Bennett and uh, Maria Canellis coming to SmackDown. Yeah, Mike Bennett. Um, it's funny. I, you know, I when when was it that I asked Triple H? I asked Triple H, I think it was the January conference call about uh you know why some guys have to go through nxt and others don't like why shinsuke nakamura had to go through but carl anderson who has never wrestled on a big stage in the u.s you know he's wrestled for new japan obviously but in the u.s he's never wrestled you know uh, as a main eventer in tna or uh in wwe why he doesn't need to go through nxt but someone like nakamura does or you know right like galloway has to go back through nxt yeah. Uh, but Mike Bennett, uh, who's, you know, he's wrestled on impact and, and ROH, and this is nothing against Bennett. I think he should be on the main roster, but it's just that, that weird disconnect sometimes with how they, uh, how they view, you know, NXT and, um, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, looks like they're coming in Maria Canellis, Um, and I'm sure I'm guessing she might probably have something to do with it with why they're not going to yeah. NXT first. Like it was right. probably, if it was just him, he probably would be. Uh, but I think that that helps a lot. I think they're both great. To, you know, I think Maria's great. I think Mike is awesome. And uh, Mike, well, Mike is really good, I should say. So I think, uh, I think they could be a force. Yeah. I almost think that NXT still needs a little bit of that drawing power. And if you think about it this way, Drew McIntyre has a bigger draw than Mike Bennett overall especially with the WWE fans that are, that were already familiar with him. Um, and, you know, I think Mike Bennett will come in and do a nice job in the upper mid card and, and be a nice duo with Maria. Uh, but I would have liked to have seen him done a little bit of time in XT just to see what he's got and then quickly bring him up if you want to have one good program and then bring him up. Uh, but I, I think NXT does that on purpose, no matter what Triple H says, because I think he sort of, sort of no-showed your answer a little bit to your question on the conference call, if I remember correctly. Um, but, you know, with him brushing that off, I still think NXT needs that draw, and McIntyre's just a bigger draw, and Nakamura's a bigger draw. No, what Triple H said, his answer to me was that everyone's going to have to go through NXT right now, pretty oh, okay. much, like going gotcha. forward. So it's a, it's a little bit of a, a change there, but... <laughs> it, I think Maria has something to do with it, although it's funny... In all this programming in the last uh, year and a half about the women's revolution in wrestling, she never gets brought up. I mean, they sort of skip over a lot of her era, 
but she, I mean, I, I don't feel like I've seen her in a lot of the recaps, the highlight packages, the stuff they've talked about, even with the Divas division. But the WWE was fairly high on her for a time. I mean, I remember, you know, she was even uh, the one they sent to the Celebrity Apprentice back in like 2010. So she uh, did a lot of stuff for the company. I think it'll be interesting to see what prominence she has now returning. Yeah, I don't know if, I think she'll give depth to that division if they let her wrestle, but if they just let her be, uh, just the manager of Bennett, I think that's probably a better role for her right now, especially if Lana is splitting from Rusev if they go to SmackDown. Yeah, so we did, did mention that, but uh, the, we had that second Lana promo last night. Good angle with all the dancing. I think that'll really resonate with SmackDown's uh, target demo. She is a professional dancer. So. I know, she was in Pitch Perfect and Pitch Perfect too. Did she dance in those? Uh, she was one of the, the, uh, the singing group girls. She was like in the background. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they implement that in her gimmick, if they do. <laughs> Man. I mean, does she do something like Naomi, where she does this dance on the way to the ring? No. Hey, that, Naomi's entrance, like, seriously. I mean, that's that's 30% right hey, there. It's pretty cool. I mean, it it's worth cool. her. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely it's cool. cool. You know, um, I mean, that's one of those things, man. It's like... You know, that's the opportunity. I mean, so much talent just wastes when just walking out there. I'm not saying everyone should dance to the ring, but I'm saying that you could tell Naomi put some effort into her entrance, and that's what they got her back on people's radar. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, what's what's so they're in negotiations still currently. It's not a done deal yet. I think it's a done deal. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, maybe before backlash. Maybe. Who knows? No. Um. What's the other big news this week, uh, Raj? Let's talk about uh, the Roman Reigns' is a brother passing away. Yeah, really sad. Um, yeah, Matt Annoy, people remember him as, as Rosie in WWE. Yeah, uh, yeah passed away. Uh, it's, it's, I don't think it's clear you know, what's happened yet. It, it probably won't be for a while. Uh, it's the son of Sika, you know, Roman Reigns' younger brother. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just um, sad news. You know, the, Umaga was his cousin, right? Um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and so I mean, they, you know, they they made up three minute warning. They were a dominant force for a while, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, had had a memorable run. And um, yeah, and then he had a not so memorable. You know, he had a, a fun comical run with Hurricane Helms. Yeah, uh, where he was the superhero in training. Um, but yeah, he's uh, that's. He was only 47. Wow. Yeah, unfortunately, he had had some, I think, heart issues over the past few years. Um, so who knows if, if those may have attributed to his passing. But my main um, memories of him were with Hurricane, actually, and I thought they were, you know, a pretty funny little duo. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did grab the championships at one point. What was it? Uh, Backlash 05 or 06 or something. I think they won like a turmoil match or something. But it was it was a it was a fun little match, and uh, it was one of those times where I wasn't completely invested in WWE. I had not sort of come back, so to speak, as a fan as much. But uh, I thought him and the Hurricane had a had a fun little run there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely sad news. Um, what else is uh, any other top stories we should cover? I know we want to take some questions from the audience, so please get those in in the chat room live on YouTube right now. Use the hashtag Ask Wrestling Inc. Yeah, a lot of people are asking about Adam Cole. Uh, his contract's coming up at the end of this month. So, um, I mean, everyone thinks he's going to NXT and, you know, they do have the, the takeover now in May 
in mm. Chicago. So that seems like that'd be the time to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I could easily see him being a top guy there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Huh. Oh, All right, God. guys, use uh, use the at Wrestling Inc. or the hashtag hashtag Wrestling Inc. Uh, someone's asking about Matt Hardy is going to be broken soon. Uh, that's what Dave Meltzer had said on on uh, the Wrestling Observer. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, if, if I'm I'm sure if if they can work on an agreement with Impact, I mean, why wouldn't Impact? Because they look, I understand if Impact was running neck and neck with WWE, you don't want to give your competition something that you feel like you own. WWE would never let Undertaker go to WCW as the Undertaker. Um, but when they are doing, you know, a fraction of the viewers uh, that WWE is, and and if they could get a nice chunk of money, f- you know, for it, then and yeah, I think that makes all the sense in the world to to go that route. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they want to save that gimmick. Maybe we'll see Broken Matt Morgan showing up on Impact. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, I, the sort of uh, lightly refurbished Matt Hardy right now, because even in his promo the other night, he changed his phrasing to the Broken character on these just couple of words, just a couple of subtle, yeah, subtle Always words. Very noticeable. So, exactly. So I think that they're going to continue with that. And then if they lose the tag team titles or something, that's when he re-breaks or something of that nature, you know? Um, so it, it'll be interesting. I think it will get over because I think there's enough impact wrestling fans that are still WWE fans. Um, and it's something easy to chant and, and go with. So I think it'll still get over even the second time around. Yeah, he's kind of been going back and forth, you know, tweeting, changing his Twitter handles, mm-hmm. you know, from, from Mattitude to version one to broken. So I think it's clear he's got a storyline in his mind where he's he's almost cured, but he's still a little broken. And, you know, he some of the mannerisms pop out. So, um, so yeah, I think uh, if they can get it, I think that's that would help Matt uh, – be a main event guy because the Hardys as a, as a tag team, I think there's a limited shelf life. Yeah. I don't know though. When you have something like that, that's a modern classic storyline. Would you really want to do a second run of that with WWE creative? They would. They have a ton of money to make from it. They haven't made any money off of it. I mean, they can make a ton off of like broken merch if done right. And I'm sure <laughs> If you know, Bray, Bray Wyatt has a big hand in his own promo, so I'm sure they'd let Matt not have free reign or anything, but definitely have his fingerprints on it. Actually, that makes me really sad if Bray Wyatt has a big hand in his own promos, because then it's like someone should go to him and be like, dude, what in the hell are you talking about? You've been spouting this nonsense for five years. Change yeah. it up a little. Get a new. Get, what was that thing in uh, Wrestling with Shadows? Bret Hart backstage with a book of quotes, and he would just pick like three quotes and string them together three like famous quotes and that's how he would do his promos. Like I feel with Bray, he's just got like a random nonsense generator at this point, you know? Yeah. It's just souls and heavens and words. And they used the Uh, same nonsense generator to book SmackDown last night, I think as well. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's asking how long do you think Drew McIntyre stays in NXT before coming back to the main roster? Sadly, if he gets over big, then it'll probably be a while. Because, you know, whenever you get like a Nakamura or Finn Balor, someone that moves the needle, uh, Kevin Owens is really the one exception. But 
you know, when you got someone that moves the needle that's good for NXT attendance, they keep him longer. Uh, if he doesn't, if he's not so hot, then, you know, probably by next year. <laughs> it's still a long time, but he's an odd one because he was on the main roster for, for a mm. long time. So, but and if you look at his first match back against Oni Lorcan, who's not super small guy, the McIntyre t- towered over him, and uh, he just has a different look and feel than most guys in NXT do right now. So I think he might be there for a while and be the main attraction. Yeah, someone's asking if the WWE Network starts showing indie promotions on the network. If WWE starts showing indie promotions on the network, do you think they'll have multiple subscription tiers? That was their idea for a while. Um, I, I, you know, I think um, I, I just don't know uh, how much of a demand there is because you don't hear anything about Flow Slam right now, you know, and, and mm. they, they tried doing that. Uh, so we'll see. I, 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 you know, the thing I've heard in the past is Vince really likes the simplicity of the one tier 999 thing, but he, he does go back and forth. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I I don't see them adding more tiers anytime soon, but that's just my hunch. That's just a guess. Yeah, especially because what do they add now? Two million subscribers. That but that includes the trials after WrestleMania. Like they're almost at two million. Yeah, almost at two million, and that number is sure to go down by the the you know the next conference call. Yeah, by by Q two. Um, someone's asking, do you think having Andrews and Gallows help? Finn is the only credible way that he beats Lesnar. Hmm, I could see that. Hmm. I mean, that would, if you're going to turn him heel, I don't think they're going with Lesnar and Finn anytime soon. Someone's asking about uh, the main event at SummerSlam. It looks like what they're doing is Reigns versus Strowman and then going to Lesnar versus Strowman mm-hmm. before SummerSlam and then probably back to Reigns versus Strowman you know, at SummerSlam. So you have Strowman beat him now and, and Reigns beat him down the road. Do you think that um, Strowman gets his win back at payback? Yeah, yeah. I think Strowman wins this one, especially since they're building for Lesnar versus Strowman. They got Roman Reigns doing the injury thing, so he, he could just play that up, you know, yeah. and have Strowman work the shoulder the whole match. And uh, yeah, and I, I still don't know. I, I still kind of almost expect them to add a step like it's an ambulance match or something where it's easier to do a kind of a screw job win and mm-hmm. not pin reigns cleanly in the ring, but they can do it both ways. And with reigns, even if he gets pinned, it'll be forgotten soon enough. So it, I mean, for fine. a pay-per-view, I want to see just a even bigger and better version of that backstage beatdown segment. I mean, with an ambulance match, they could, uh, if they can rig that correctly, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. They can do some cool stuff. Yeah, we'll see. Could be good. Someone's so, asking uh, about Shibata. <clears throat> um, looking like his career might be over. Um, and it, 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 mostly from that headbutt. So, um, yeah, I mean, we just, uh, it, it sounds like it, he, his career might be done, but um, it's not official by any means. Um, I hope he's back. He's so talented. He just seemed like he was starting to gain some steam. Uh but we'll have to see. I mean, with, you know, but man, don't do those headbutts. Those headbutts, that was, I don't, did you guys see that? No, no. So. Yeah, I saw just a, the little gif of it, but uh, I mean, it looked it looked bad. Um, but isn't that kind of one of his trademark moves, though? And he just sort of used it, you know, got hit badly this time? Or Yeah, I think he put a little extra stank on it. But yeah. um, 
yeah, it, uh, it looked nasty when it happened. I was, I was like, did he, because you could, that smack you heard, it wasn't like mm-hmm. he, it was like a foot stomp or something to, to create right. that sound. So, um, yeah, it was brutal. I, I think when you look at certain moves that they ban, um, uh, a lot of them make sense. A lot of them don't. The curb stomp necessarily didn't because that never hurt anyone. You just rename it. If you're worried about that, that title, um, but yeah, the headbutt, the headbutt, like, you know, Gallagher uses that sometimes too. Yeah, Gallagher and uh, Tozawa does a diving headbutt to the outside. Yeah. So uh, it, it's uh, it's one of those things that, like you said, makes you think why some got bands, why some don't. Right. Oh, miss the curb stomp. That's such a good move. It's <laughs> a cool move. And now yeah. he's, uh, Seth Rollins has been practicing the, uh, it's like a, a short clothesline to a running knee as his finisher. Oh, that worked out very well for John Cena's nose at one point, if I remember correctly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's been hopefully he's been practicing it more. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man. So was two five live last night anywhere near as good as Austin Aries calling T.J. Perkins Teddy Joystick in that promo on SmackDown? Oh, God, um, that. that was an awful promo. I did enjoy the Teddy <laughs> Joystick, uh, but that was a all of these lead-in promos on SmackDown to two hundred five live are awful. They're so I, bad. I feel like they should just go Southpaw regional wrestling style with the 205 live promos. Like, just let them go out there, shoot, do something crazy. You know, at this point, because I don't, I don't think they're bringing a lot of people over from USA uh, as is. I think they got to up the spectacle. I think Aries, he's so good on the mic. And to see him in that promo, it was just like, man, you're just, you could do so much with this guy. I mean, this guy could <laughs> cut such a great promo. And this is, this is what you come up with. It was brutal. Yeah. But the show itself was fine. Um, Perkins and it, it was. I mean, you they did to look like at, a twenty-minute segment with uh, Alicia Fox God. and Rich Swan. The, the problem is they do too many sea-level um, storylines on this show. Right. It's all campy comedy as opposed to, and and to their credit, the one good one is Neville and Aries because yeah. that's the one that's more serious. But everything else is just campy, and it's hard to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Senator, hard to take anything seriously. Senator Drew Gulak, who uh, wants to prevent high flying on 205 Live. Oh, um, Did they really do that? He yes. has a sign that says no fly zone. And, and he uh, interrupted Mustafa Ali's match where he was about to do his 450 and uh, caused him to lose due to the distraction because wrestlers' weaknesses are distractions from the ramp, as we all know. I'm getting close. I'm getting close to giving up on 205 Live. Oh, yeah. I, the, luckily, their main event matches are always good. Last night, uh, Aries and TJ Perkins had a hell of a match. But the rest of the show just feels like filler nonsense. Well, see, when I'm in Fresno in two weeks for SmackDown, um, I'll, I'll get some video of how much of the crowd is staying when 205 Live starts. Perfect. Yeah. yeah we'll see how that goes. Also, I got to remind myself, film JBL's entrance just to see the crowd response during it. Uh, I think it down. seems like that's dying down a little bit. Yep. Yeah. And two guys, um, I was in NXT Concord, the last event for Nakamura Revival. And uh, Dillinger, I've got a ton of videos up um, on that article, which I'm sure you can find on the NXT section of the site, too. Cool. Cool. Any other questions before we take this home? Um. No, I think uh, there's more, but I think uh, we've gone on a while. So let's go ahead and wrap up. Cool, man. So this has been the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Chris, you want to tell everyone what you're doing right now on our podcast feed every day? We are doing a new feature called the Daily Knockdown. Uh, it's basically a little two to three minute clip running down the headlines. Uh, 
some uh, little news bits here and there. So just uh, go to the website for all the full stories, but uh, that'll go to your feed on iTunes, Audio Boom, basically anywhere that a podcast is subscribable. Uh, so subscribe us, rate us, everything like that. But uh, it's a nice new little feature, and I uh, hope it continues to do well. Just let us know how you feel about it, guys. And, guys, we're reading your reviews, so please uh, give us a review on iTunes. Let us know your thoughts, and, uh, you know, we'll try to implement implement them as much as we can. Absolutely. So until next time, everyone, we'll be back here Monday night with uh, Mr. Matt Morgan. I will be out, but it'll be Raj and Matt and probably a special guest third, but I'll be back next Wednesday here on the podcast. So until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Take care.